Welcome to another podcast. I'm Brother Danny, and today we have a guest who is no stranger to our show. We have Brother Lee. Brother Lee, would you like to say hi? Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you very much again for having me. All right. So today we're going to go over um, the series that we've been going over with you. It's called the, ba- the Bible and Nature series. Um, today we're going to go over transition state theory and analogs. Um, well, to be honest with you, Brother Lee, I have no idea what you're going to go over today. Uh, science is not my strong point, so we'll see what you have to say, and uh, we'll dive right in. So, Well, thank you again for having me, and, and, and I do hope that uh, these series um, series are a blessing to people. And I'll, I'll start off and try to set your mind at ease. You know, in California here, we have uh, in our education, public uh, educational system, they have like a policy of no student left behind. Yeah. Well, here at, at Inland Idols podcast, when it comes to my science series, it's no saint left behind. <laughs> so I want to try to take it from a very basic level and, uh, and we'll see how it goes, but I'll try to lay a, a strong foundation. This is going to sound a lot more like a chemistry lesson, but eventually I want to try to get this kind of in the series we've been doing is some interesting things in science and nature that I've seen or learned and how it can maybe be some kind of, uh, uh, a biblical spiritual application, you know, for that. All right. Okay. So that's good. kind of the premise for, for this series. So we'll see how this one goes. Now, I, 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 I'll tell you right off the bat, I'm not going to be politically correct during this uh, series. I'll have some fun today. Right. Um, and I, it may be just for the geeks, which that probably isn't a, a good word to say <laughs> nowadays in this politically correct world. Um, so I hope I don't offend anybody. But uh, hey, I'm, I'm one of those geeks. Uh, I'm sure there's, uh, let's see, socially uh, challenged or something, maybe is a better word, but hopefully you'll find it interesting. If, if not anything, uh, here's, here's my goal for this, is that you listen to me and you realize, wow, we got great pastor and bishop preaching at inlighthouse.com because they've done some tremendous uh, podcasts yeah. and there's going to be more. But just hearing them, and I want to reference a couple of the recent uh, or just some historical uh, uh, preaching messages that both our bishop and our pastor has done. And you'll you'll hear some great stuff from them. And so I'm just kind of like, wow, okay, you struggle through me, but then you're going to be blessed with our pastor and bishop. So. Um, okay, so... With um, let's start off with the scripture that you have in uh, for this this lesson today. Okay, a couple of the the main ones. I'll I'll touch on several others, but in Romans twelve one and two, it says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service." And in Romans twelve two, it says, and this is where I really want to uh, take my lesson uh, from today is, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All right. So today, I'm I'm guessing it's it's transition state theory. So I'm guessing with that scripture, it's be not conformed, and then also be ye transformed. So let me get to it. What is transition state analog? Okay. So this is uh, a kind of an interesting topic and it goes, it goes back to uh, a class I took in, uh, in, in grad school. And I want to touch on, I mentioned a, a pastor, um, Pastor um, Joel Booker recently preached a message. In fact, it was last night. You can find it at uh, Inland Lighthouse Church under uh, media and sermons. And the title of his message is, What is Working in You? So I'm going to kind of refer to that a little bit. 
Okay. And in that message, if you hear it, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. You definitely got to hear it. It was an awesome message. But he was talking about a book that I believe Brother Ben Weeks had referred him to about parasites and some of the plagues historically and parasites. And he had some very interesting stories uh, that he drew from that conversation and or from that book uh, on parasites. Um, but what I want to try to talk about is... When in that message, he talked about behavior of of certain uh, animals, like uh, there was like a little crustacean shrimp type of thing, yeah. and ants. You know, they had some very strange, odd behavior that they normally didn't do. But when they were infected with these certain parasites, their behavior completely changed. And they started, you know, doing things that were just completely abnormal and, and wrong and actually it was detrimental to their health. But that was all part of the parasites plan. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about today in this transition state theory and transition state analogs, some of the chemistry that's going behind. So going down down to – so what – pastor talked about was more on a macroscopic, a large full view screen. I want to get down to the molecular and chemical and biochemical reactions that are going on. So I want to talk about that a little bit okay. and really dig down deep. Uh, and we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. Um, but uh, you know, so again, you got to listen to his message, and then maybe the two of these will kind of kind of come together. But but there is this process, and and this goes back to as I briefly mentioned uh, in a class I took, an enzymology class in in grad school, and they we had to basically divide our class up into teams, and we had to. Uh, prepare as if we were given a, we're all going to a symposium. Mm -hmm. And there are four people, I believe, on our team. And our topic was transition state analog. So it's kind of something that stuck with me. It is kind of an interesting topic. But again, I I wasn't in church back then, but I, I, you know, so now I actually appreciate some of this stuff more and especially trying to see if there's some uh, biblical connections or some spiritual applications you can make to some of these things. But like the scripture says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so, it, what, what's going on in, in, again, I want to try to be real simple, and I, I kind of got some uh, simple reactions, and I want to very, very simplify this, these processes, because in some of the other podcasts we've done, we've talked about creation versus evolution, and our life, you know, and, and, and our bodies and plants and animals in this, in, in this world is just, is just it's it's so phenomenally uh, complex. It's just there's just no way it could evolve. And I go into yeah. that more in some of the other podcasts. But uh, in a simple reaction, I want to talk about today and try to explain transition state analog um, and what what it can be used for is take for example uh, carbon fixation, the photosynthetic process. Okay. You have carbon dioxide and water basically. That happens, and this reactions happen inside a plant, like a green uh, plant uh, during photosynthesis. Right. That basically makes sugar. That's very simple, simplified. It's an extremely set of complex biochemical reactions. But basically, you got carbon dioxide, which is what you breathe out. Now, mm-hmm. carbon dioxide is an odor, odorless, colorless gas. Now. When people exhale, sometimes it's not too odorless, um, but the car- pure carbon dioxide, it is. When, you, when people exhale, there's some other things coming out as well. But uh, basically what you breathe in when you exhale, for the most part, is what you breathe out. You take in oxygen, what you're really, that's the sole purpose of it. But oxygen is about 20% in our atmosphere. It's mostly nitrogen. It's like 78% uh, nitrogen, and that pretty much gets exhaled. But then what happens is, is, and you actually breathe in a little bit of carbon dioxide, small 
amount of carbon dioxide. You've heard of global warming, people concerned about that. There is some carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, but there's like a hundredfold increase in when you exhale from what you inhale. So basically what it's doing is, is you're, you're exhaling this, this carbon dioxide. Well, the good thing is that plants take up the carbon dioxide. Right. Now, from a chemical standpoint, what is carbon dioxide? It's kind of what it says. Now, you, you may, it may not mean a lot to you unless you know some, some chemistry, but it's a carbon atom right. and two oxygen atoms. So carbon, di, meaning two, oxide from oxygen. So it's CO2 is mm-hmm. the chemical formula. And water, H2O, most people kind of know that. So it's a hydrogen, two hydrogens and an oxygen atom. Well, basically through a very uh, a complex series of reactions in a plant, it's very complex, can convert that essentially to sugars and other um, uh, other molecules and stuff in the food that we eat. And again, obviously we don't just eat sugar. There's all kinds of, to make up a plant. You look at a plant, you got the leaves, the stem, the fruit, if it's a fruit tree, for example. And so there's a whole, you know, complex of reactions going on. But the main part is, and and when it gets to this transition state analog, is carbon dioxide, if you look at it, and water doesn't look anything at all. It's got the same elements. So again, there's elements. There's what's in chemistry is what's called a periodic table Mm -hmm. of the elements, roughly 100 or so. Um, uh, nickel, um, aluminum, uh, silver, gold, or some metallic elements, but then there's oxygen, there's sulfur, there's hydrogen, helium, some of the other common, you know, uh, elements you may have heard of. Well, carbon dioxide and water look absolutely nothing in its chemical structure when compared to a sugar molecule. Okay. Okay. Somewhere during that process, these carbon um, dioxide molecules and water came together and were formed to eventually come out on the other end. So you have what's called reactants. Okay. And then products, okay? So something comes in. So think of this as as like a chemical equation. Two plus five equals seven. Right. Okay, so two and five, if you just look at those two numbers, they don't really look like a seven. Now, this may, hopefully, hopefully this kind of makes sense. So if you just look at those, you know, they don't look like the, the, seven, the seven, but that's a finished okay. product. Well, in a chemical reaction, it's the same thing, except you got molecules reacting with each other to become something else. Okay? So gotcha, does that gotcha. Make sense? Yeah, I got it. Okay. So in this series of uh, um, of reactions, um, there's again, there's enzymes and things that take place, and especially in the uh, photosynthetic um, process, there's some enzymes that take place to help facilitate to drive this reaction. Now, a, a lot of times in early chemistry, um, some of the original models, they used what was called a lock and key model. Mm-hmm. And so what, what they meant by that it was it was an easy, a, a good way to kind of explain it. And, and, and if you think of it like this, let's say you got a big lock on your door, okay? okay? And you have your key. Well, the lock and that locking mechanism and everything that's inside of there is kind of like the enzyme. It's the big complex structure. And then you got this simple little metal key that sticks in there. And only that one key theoretically should fit, right. okay? So you put your key in, and you turn it, and then the door opens, things happen, okay? Well, that's kind of what how they'd use this lock and key model to describe biochemical reactions. You have something comes in, like the key, 
it, it, it interacts with the locking me- mechanism, uh-huh. and then what happens? The door opens. It, some reaction takes place. Okay? okay. Now, obviously, you can turn the key back and pull it out. You know, in 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 a in a biochemical reaction, typically, what goes in gets converted to something, and then it's it's, changed. it's forever changed. Right. Okay. Uh, there are. I'm not going to get into. Uh, um, it can go backwards and stuff. It usually takes energy, and that could be a, another good spiritual application I can touch on at the end. Um, but so what happens is, is this carbon dioxide molecule, and it's very, again, the enzyme process, the carbon dioxide and water are very simple molecules. Glucose, relatively simple as well. But these enzymes and these processes that hold things together are hundreds of thousands of times more complex. So, for, for example, I think I talked about in one of the other ones, uh, proteins and enz- proteins are made up of amino acids. Amino acids. Amino acids are the building. So, if you see a steak on the table, okay, it's made up of proteins which are made up of amino acids, all bound together in a certain. Uh, specific orientation, especially in uh, when it comes to an enzyme. Uh, for example, there could be hundreds of, you know, thousands of amino acids in like a chain. If you think of like a uh, like a, a chain link, you got you know the links together. Yeah. Well, here you have twenty two or so amino acids, all in different orders, uh, but they're in a precise order. Yeah, amino acid number one and amino acid like five thousand. There's not a a single amino acid out of place. Have to be in a specific order because this now this long chain chain of amino acids mm-hmm. that's going to form this enzyme will basically ball up into a three-dimensional shape, okay? Now, go back to that uh, key and, and lock mechanism. The lock is, is analogous to the enzyme, okay? There's a lot of stuff inside a key, uh, I mean, in a lock that we don't really see, but there's a lot going on. When you put that key in there, there's a lot of stuff, but there may be only, you got the whole door holding that that lock in place, right? If you, if you I'm talking about like a door to your house, mm-hmm. okay? Well, that's what the enzyme does, okay? You got this whole structure holding this one, what's called an active site, where all the stuff takes place, the reaction, that's what I'm calling the stuff takes place, <laughs> all the, you know, the important things. The rest is scaffolding, basically. It holds everything together, because if it didn't put everything all in the right place, nothing would be able to take place. So this whole thousands of, of amino acids are all folding up in a perfect shape to put the right parts of that. You know, so maybe for example, you could have amino acid twenty four, five hundred, and seven hundred ninety two, which somehow come together to be in a specific, exact orientation that's going to interact with quote, that key that's going in, or the substrate, in other words, it's called substrate, or those molecules, the carbon dioxide and the, and the, uh, the water molecules. So they're going to come in, and they're going to touch and interact with specific atoms inside that enzyme in order to pull on it, stretch it, pull it, uh, and to put those as it begins to transform that molecule into what it's supposed to be, which is the glucose in this this, uh, particular example. So what happens is, is you have this enzyme that's uh, in the perfect orientation to grab, and it's very specific. One enzyme will typically react with, you know, certain substrates and stuff. But this is where some of this transition state analog and some things uh, may come into play, and I'll touch on that in a second. 
So the the carbon dioxide water enter the cells of the plant, and they get transformed and do a very complex um, uh, st- structure or shape, which eventually becomes you know other molecules. Again, I'm making this very simple, but they get transformed into what they need to be. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so again, it's a very complex situation, but there's a lot of work that goes on to to stretch and pull and break apart bonds because these this carbon dioxide is held together through electrons and and, and atomic bonds, and they n- naturally just don't want to fly apart, which is a good thing. Or right. this world would end up in thermonuclear fission or something. <laughs> That's what happens in a in a nuclear you know some of those nuclear reactions stuff is just basically flying apart. All the energy is just released in a chaotic manner, and so. Uh, so in this transition state, you know, it's the highest energy, but it's basically the, 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 like the peak of, of where it wants to be. So it's starting to kind of look like the finished product, what it wants to be, but yet it still has kind of a resemblance of its starting components. But then it goes, finally kind of makes it over. So the way you see these a lot in a chemical reaction is it kind of goes up like a roller coaster, gets up to the top, which is the transition state, and then it kind of drops down in energy and goes off to the product in the, in the final reaction. Um, some of the applications for transition state analogs are um, in like, um, let's say you you, um, uh, um, you have, uh, you ingest a toxin or something like that, that that messes up certain enzymes in your body. Uh, what they've designed was knowing once they kind of learn about this transition state analog is they can create molecules that um, may interact uh, and kind of like... Um, uh, that may not be as, as harmful as the, the the toxin you took, but can kind of dilute it out, so to speak. So it can interact with the enzyme, but not kill the enzyme like the toxin would. So it'll kind of basically take its place and sub- make like a substitution. So it can kind of lessen the effects of the of the harsh toxins or things like that. Or sometimes maybe you have an enzyme in your body that's uh, not working right and kind of malfunctioning or something and creating toxins. Well, you can you can put transition state analogs in there to basically deactivate it because it'll bind that more than the stuff that you don't want it to bind. So, you, so there's other ways you can you can work on this. And so a lot, a lot of drug companies are are kind of using this, these theories and 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 actually working them to make drugs and stuff like that because they know what you know they through extra uh, like uh, crystallographic studies and and all this high tech <laughs> yeah, all this high tech yeah. stuff that they can do nowadays to kind of visualize the molecule what's going on and they can kind of come up with things and and ways of Oh, this is this could help in this situation. Uh, so the transition. So from a chemical standpoint, you have a certain condition. Molecules come in. They go through this high energy transition state, but it basically they're going through this transition process to become what they really want to be. Okay. Okay. Now the spiritual application is, is you know we we come into church. And we hear pre- great preaching, and we read the Word of God. We get filled with the Holy Ghost. We get baptized in Jesus' name. And uh, there should be a transition process if we allow our hearts to do that yeah. um, to get us to where God wants us to be. 
Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I've heard some people say before, uh, I think our bishop has said it, you know, um, God, I'm not the butterfly that you want me to be, but thank God I'm not the worm that I once was. Okay. Right. So it's kind of like that. We go through a process where um, eventually we, hopefully we don't look, you know, uh, like how we were when we came into church. You know, I was an alcoholic. I was doing drugs, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And in 20... Uh, let's see, 22 plus years or so about, I think I just had my 22nd anniversary, 22 and a half years. Uh, you know, I haven't tasted alcohol since, you know, and that was my life before, you know, and now I, I don't even, I don't even think about it. I can't, I can't imagine myself, you know, going back to that, you know, but that's like this chemical reaction, you know, there, and like I said, there, you can go back the other way, you know, and, and again, another spiritual is backsliding, you know, so these, right. you know, you can go back, unfortunately, in some cases in, in bio chemistry takes a lot of energy and i think you know in a lot of cases the backslider probably takes a lot of energy you know that you, well, know. you would you would think because you know they'd have to sit there and and, and waste that energy and thinking oh i, I want to go back to that i want to exactly just, yeah and just wasting all that time and energy and into it but yeah and so so you can take these chemical reactions they want to go you know there's you know in that certain direction and and you're going to be beneficial but yes they unfortunately could be broken apart now so i mentioned carbon dioxide plus water makes sugar the reverse of that, basically, what happens when you burn wood or something like that? You have a fire. Mm -hmm. You're basically taking the end products of sugar and different molecules. You're burning those. Well, what happens when you burn stuff? It gives off carbon dioxide and water. It goes back to the elements and stuff. So you're kind of back to where you started in oh, a way, wow. you know, mm -hmm. a lot of ash and stuff. Um, but so hopefully, you know, um, you know we, we go through this process. We allow the right things you know, to transform us. And where I kind of thought was interesting with uh, the parasite and, and uh, our pastor's message last night was he was talking about the behaviors, okay? Uh, that people could see these shrimp behaving in odd ways or these ants, you know, leaving the colony at, at night and yeah. crawling up to the, the grass and behaving. Well, that was what this, this you know, so we saw the, the effects of this parasite. Well, there was some biochemical thing going on and, and I, I'll never forget this. This is kind of a fascinating thing that came up in one of my biochemistry classes, there was this uh, syndrome called Lesch-Nyhan syndrome. And what I thought was interesting was this, and the biochemistry professor that I had that was talking about it, um, it's a disorder where there's a defective enzyme uh, in, in the person's body. And um, I can't remember the name of the enzyme, but what it the what was interesting though was what happened with when people had this defective genetic you know problem mm -hmm. with this all they were doing was missing this one enzyme. Okay, well the main symptom of what these people uh, underwent was uh, was self mutilization. For example, they would bite and gnaw on their fingers so much that they'd bleed. They'd bite and chew their lips off and stuff like that. It was it was it's incredible oh, wow. because of a defect of this one molecule in their body, which is crazy. You know, I, I, that reminds me, when I was in a class over here in Moreno Valley College, I met this person and she was, she was actually looking into it. Or she was researching it because she had some kind of, uh, I, I want to say it was a disorder. Um, and it started with that, that one where Pastor talked about last night about the rat having that certain... Hmm parasite inside his brain and then the he goes and, and you know the cat he, he lets the cat eat him but then it goes a little further than that with with the when it comes into a human contact was is it would go into the to the cat would you know go to their little box litter box 
and then when the when the person would clean it, it would somehow get in contact with them, and it would get inside the human, and so um, it would affect the human in that way. It would go to the brain as well, and so I I, I want to say that was what she had, mm-hmm. but I, I really cannot be honest with you. I, I can't remember, but it sounds similar to what she was talking about about that, you know, and, and it's just amazing how yeah that. Because I read that story before what Pastor was talking about last night. You know, it's a it's, this is the same biochemistry professor. Uh, he also said that 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 probably uh, biochemists. This is what this is a biochemistry professor. This is what he said. Don't get mad at me. He said that probably ninety nine percent of the psychologists and psychiatrists in his world could be put out of business with a biochemist because he said there's a biochemical disorder behind most of these things. And if you think about that is, you know, we see the symptoms and for years, you know, they'd see people behaving in these certain ways, okay, that that were were odd, you know, or they well, that's not normal, you know. Um, Again, no political correctness here. What's Nothing's normal anymore out out in the world. (laughs) But certain behaviors, you know, um, they weren't what normal people did. Right. Again, I'm not being political. (laughs) What's a normal person? But anyway, uh, but he said that there's probably some biochemical problem going on you know, at the molecular yeah, biochemical level yeah. that's causing this thing. So that's how this kind of thing relates to what our pastor was talking about. And because, uh, so what's, what's a, what, and what's amazing to, again, and I, I don't know if I touched on this in one of the other podcasts, but I'll kind of briefly go over this now. Scientists can study a chemical reaction and under a certain set of, and, and that's the whole scientific process, under a certain set of conditions, if I tell you, here's the conditions, okay, uh, Certain chemicals, I give you what it is, and under certain set of conditions, they're going to react a certain way. And I could tell you, this is how they're going to react. Well, you, in another lab halfway around the world, if you read that paper, set up an experiment, and set up in the same conditions, that's how the scientific method works, is you do it, hey, I got the same thing. Well, then, you know, you get enough people doing that, then it becomes fact, okay? I kind of touched on that. Well, with with chemistry and and it's as small you go down when you're talking about particles and protons and you know some of the building blocks and small chemical reactions and things like that they can define and set these parameters up and know exactly what's going to happen but the further you go out so for example you start talking about uh, tissues and organs and then let's say, let's stop at people for example most people probably I, I think I'd get an agreement that uh, if if you smoke a lot you know like a ton, you you could end it. You're probably going to end up with cancer. Most people probably believe that and say yes, that's going to happen. But then how how do you explain the guy that smoked all his life since he was 12 or whatever yeah. and lived to be a hundred, never no sign of cancer? How can you explain that? You know, so there's some weird things that go on. But as you get out, but, but you know, I'm not advocating smoking or anything like that <laughs> okay. uh, to prevent cancer because we know it's bad. You don't want to do it, and blah blah blah. Um, but as you get further out, sometimes it's harder to explain. When you're down at the again the chemical atomic level, you can react, you can understand, you can measure it, and it's very precise down to you know incredible precision. Okay, but then even take it even further. Okay. Uh, take people's behavior, okay? Our pastor, our bishop preached a message, E plus R equals O. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, I won't put you on the spot. (laughs) What is the, but event plus the response equals the outcome, okay? So when when Bishop, you know, talked about that, so if 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 you happen to be, you know, 
chemicals and you know and there's a certain event you're under you're under you know you're boiling it or some or treating it with electrodes or doing something or you have certain reagents you're putting in there you, you know uh, there's going to be a, a you know a response they're going to react a certain way and there's going to be an outcome and it's going to always be the same thing okay because that's what's the chemical properties of those molecules they're always going to do that same thing mm-hmm. okay because that's the way God designed you know you got the protons neutrons electrons and how they interact and and the different uh, physical and chemical properties of these things they're going to behave that way you know all the time you put oil and water you know in the same um, you know cup they're going to separate that's you know nothing crazy about that that's what's going to happen you know under under normal conditions okay mm-hmm. well but you take two different people and you put them in the same you know under the same event the same set of circumstances well their responses can be totally different okay our our bishop often uses the example of i believe uh the two young boys that were raised by an alcoholic abusive father okay and some some child protective services psychologist or something got uh a study on them and you know was kind of studying the kids and seeing how to do after the father kind of left the scene and you know and and then you know it was kind of kind of lost track of the family or whatever. Well, then years, 20 years later or something like that, he somehow said, you know, I wonder whatever happened to those, you know, young boys, you know? So he found him. He ended up finding, found one who, one guy, successful businessman, doing great college degrees. And, you know, I may be messing up the story, um, but did really, uh, did really well. And when he, when he got together with him, he said, Hey, you know, you had this, remember me is, you know, yeah, yeah. So he got to talking and said, you know, you had the father that wasn't a good situation when I came in to kind of help your family out. And he goes, but now look at you, you're successful. You got a great family. You're, you know, nice home. You're doing very well. You know, he goes, Hey, with a father like that, how could I not end up, you know, staying away from that kind of lifestyle? I mean, look at I look what it did to me, you know. Wow, wow, that makes sense, you know. Well, after months and months of time, he tried to, you know, he eventually found, but it was a lot harder to find that other brother. Well, he was living under an underpass, homeless somewhere, basically a drug alcoholic, you know, living on the streets. And when he met up with him and introduced himself and said, hey, you know, and they started talking, well, here they both these brothers lived in the same circumstances, the same events were going on, same household, and the guy had the same answer. Well, with a father like that, how could I not end up on the streets living like this? You know, look, you know, so two people under the same, you know, had a different response and look at their outcome. But chemicals, they don't have that choice. They're in a, they're in a flask, they're being treated, they're going to behave the same way. But you know what we as humans and as Christians have uh, we're going to go through this transition state, and um, and we're going to be changed, and we we need to know um, and make choices. You know, we have the ability to make choices on how we're going to respond and what we're going to end up being. Are we going to let the Word of God transform us, renew our minds? You know, the Bible also talks about creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. You know, it's all about the heart. You know, when it comes down to it, in my opinion. Uh, it it comes down to a transformation of the heart. You know, we're not thinking right. Our mind isn't right, you know. But what boils down to is you can have a lot of stuff in your head, but if it doesn't get to your heart and if your heart isn't transformed, because if you you look at the whole gospel and the whole Bible, to me, it's love. 
you know, and, and, you know, you could know a lot, you know, you could know love and how to say it in 25 different languages or whatever. But if it's not in your heart, you know, look at the compassion that Christ had for us for dying on, on, on Calvary for us. Um, he came, you know, he, he died for us because he loved us. You know, he came to seek and save us because he loves us. Everything he did was because he loves us, you know, yeah. well, he, we need to have, and, you know, here are Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And the second commandments like unto that, you know, love thy neighbors yourself. He wants us to have a, the right heart, you know, and he wants to help change and create in us a, a, a clean and a, and a right heart. Okay? Yeah, that, and that kind of um, when reminds me of um, Ezekiel, I want to say 36. Um, it says, a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put, in, put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a, a heart, um, give you an unheart of flesh. Exactly. And you know, it just kind of when when I came to to God, when I when I got the Holy Ghost, you know, and He gave me a new heart, He gave me a new spirit, you know, and it just I, I like in Romans twelve, you know, transformed it, it transformed me completely, and so yeah, you know, it's 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 powerful. Well, you know, uh, you know, again, it boils down to the heart. The world, you know, I think is is you know, um, in the business world, you know, you, you you need to be hard, you need to be calloused yeah. and tough, and you know, and, and I, I hate to say it, and I hope you know, uh, somebody that came out of a gang lifestyle, I I, I didn't, you know, that was probably one area that I didn't get messed up in. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I think you're taught and, you know, from some of these like macho, you know, um, tough kind of families and stuff. If you're brought up under that where you're, you're hard, you, you don't show any softness and stuff. Cause that's, you know, a sign of, you know, of being a wimp or something like that. You know, a lot of people, unfortunately are brought up in that and, and their heart can get hardened, you know, and, uh, and it's unfortunate because, you know, we, and we've seen it, you know, many times you know uh, grown man big strong man weeping at the altar when the presence of God but yeah. you know that's the process that's the transformation that we got to go through we got to allow God to get into our hearts not worry about you know what all we've got to throw away the you know all the events of the past that tried to transform us and and what the world thinks we need to be and uh, and become what God wants to be let God transform us oh well Brother, thank you for coming and, and sharing with us because I never knew about this transition state theory. <laughs> so this is a this is good. I didn't I didn't I well, I, I was just going to finish with this. It reminds me, again, when I first got in church, I'll tell a quick story. Uh, Elder Bill Yandris, a, a great man of God, and I love that family, and I still keep in contact with uh, with uh, his sons and, and still learn from them. But he, I remember this song that he used to sing, This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. This, you know, We're just passing through. And uh, we come into this uh, uh, truth of, of, of God and, and, you know, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection, Acts 2.38, the oneness of God and, and, and all this. And uh, we start there. And then it's a continuing process, and uh, to to try to let God transform us to get us to to where He wants us to be. You know, the, um, when you said earlier about you know if if somebody takes a test, say for example, you set up an uh, an experiment here, and you send it to somebody somewhere else, you know, and they have to and and you they follow the the way you have it set up, they should get the same result as you. You know, that I just kind of thought of of Peter when. When you know, for when the day of Pentecost 
came and they received the Holy Ghost, you know, and then later on down in, in Acts, you know, Samaritans got it and this happened the same way. And then later on when uh, in Acts um, 10, you know, when Cornelius and his family, they said, well, they received it the exact same way as we did as exactly. in the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. So the the, the basic, um, I don't know, like, I don't know how to say it. Um, Kind of your... You, the way it's set up, it's not an experiment, but the way it was set up, God set it up that certain way, you know, and it needs to be followed exactly the same way. Just like if saying an, exa- uh, an experiment, you know, you have a certain way of doing it, it should come out the same way, you know, if somebody around the world does it, you know, so exactly like here, you know, if people here get the Holy Ghost the way it shows in the Bible, somebody across the world should get the Holy Ghost the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kind of thought of that when you said that earlier, so... Well, definitely, you know, I, I think God is uh, a precise God and he's a God of order and he puts things in order. There's certain ways to, to do things, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember from working at jobs like sanitation, cleaning, you know, you don't clean the floor first and then start washing down the ceiling. You know, you start at the top down, you know, there's a certain way, to a right way to do things. Yeah. Well, God has certain right way. He's got a, what's the scripture? I think it's Zechariah. Something like, I know the thoughts I have to you, plans to prosper you. He's got plans for each and every one of us, but it's, it's a perfect plan. And we just got to follow his plan and the plan of salvation is perfectly laid out and all through from Genesis to Revelation and uh, and we just got to just kind of come along with the plan and get in line and and uh, and follow it and and then you know what the outcome's going to be a great wonderful outcome yes it will yes it will well, all right brother thank you for uh, for joining us here today um, I'm glad you had the time to come and visit uh, at the well, podcast thank you for having me um, and hopefully we can get you back in here uh, sometime so you can I don't know if how long more of these nature series you have ready for us, but um, hopefully we can get you back in. Well, if the people find them interesting, please comment, let me know, and, <laughs> and that will determine if I'm back or not. So I'm, and I'm okay. To, we got plenty of great other preachers uh, lined up here in the future, hopefully, and and uh, and a lot of other things to talk about. But I'm more than welcome, uh, or more than honored to be here and and try to hopefully help somebody with some of this or get them thinking. That's kind of yeah. what I want to do is get people thinking about some things, get them to, when they read their Bible, to think of things and use their own experiences. I was a scientist. That's all I, I knew. And that's all the classes I took basically. And uh, I, I think there's a lot out there. You know, we use a lot in our Sunday school, some of the experiments to use as object lessons and things. And uh, cause they can kind of, you know, kind of portray and give you a visual right. truth, you know, or explain a, a, a truth, you know, through some kind of a visual object lesson. And it's been kind of fun, and and uh, Brother Philip Booker's done a phenomenal job. If you haven't seen some of his uh, um, uh, things he's put out on Apostolic Sunday School, please go look at that. He's done some incredible things, and uh, it's exciting to be a part of it. And hopefully, people find some of this interesting. But go listen to our bishop and our pastor on some of their messages because there's nobody better than, right. than what we have here in the, in the Bookers. So, all right, brother. Well, thank you very much. Um, for those of you that like to leave a comment, uh, you can go ahead and leave us an email at podcast at inlandlighthouse.com. Once again, that's podcast at inlandlighthouse.com. We'll see you next time.